Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about how to develop the Midas touch. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. Alrighty, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And man, the the, the name of the podcast I did actually just just hit me, uh, uh, um, or the name of the podcast just hit me. We kind of titled it on LinkedIn already, but we're going to change the title for for the uh, for the podcast. It's called the Midas Touch, or or how to how to develop the Midas Touch. And and so it, as and I'm not going to like lie and I, like I know the full story of the Midas touch, but it's really the same story that's told over and over again. But, you know, Midas was, you know, every, everything that Midas touched turned to gold. Right. And there was something that played out where that ended up being bad. But the but I'm going back to uh, how Midas got everything that he uh, touched, turned that, that made it turn to gold or a, a better story might be like in the Bible. It was a. Uh, 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 Joseph, who he was sold, to, he was one of the twelve brothers. He was sold to to Israel, and then um, ended up running not Israel. He was sold to Egypt. Ended up running Egypt's finances and business affairs, and made him super prosperous and helped save the land from the famine and and all that story. Like go read it, good story. But he also had the Midas touch uh, in the story, and so here's. Um, we'll talk about like how to develop it because from an investment standpoint, like it's real, it's it's important uh, because it helps you develop a filter for how to uh, quickly sort through investment ideas. And I'm not I'm not talking like you. A lot of people think you need to look at all the balance sheets and analyze this and do all this kind of stuff, and that's important. But if you go even at a higher level, it it knocks it knocks a lot of that stuff down as well and so the first concept to understand is like like attracts like that's in every aspect of life friends that if you can tell a lot about somebody by the friends they hang around or the books they read you know some you know uh we always joke because we have friends that continue to attract toxic relationships and you know when we go to common denominator <laughs> the common denominator is you right <laughs> you know but like a you know like attracts like uh because you know a connection is seeing yourself and others right good bad or ugly and and so um it, it, we were we went to galveston this summer and it was a guy that was just peaceful on the pier and he was like, he had all these different baits, right? And he was catching fish and he was like, yeah, I use this bait for this fish and this bait for this fish, right? But based on a different fish, he uses a different base, a different fish based on the fish he's trying to catch. The same thing is, is true in investing because the way you spot opportunities and avoid terrible investments is by understanding what money is attracted to. Because, that's you know, the, the Midas touch is saying, okay, how do I, 
how do I attract money to me, right? Attract versus chase. We talked about that, I think, on a previous podcast. And so, um, actually, it's not a previous podcast because this one hasn't come out. That podcast hasn't come out yet. <laughs> we recorded it, you know, for next month. Um, so you are getting a glimpse into the future. But what is what is money attracted to, right? And this is this is the case across time, across country, across language, across experience, right? This is what money is always attracted to. This is like the bait, right? If you want to fish for money, right? Here's the bait. Money is attracted to long-term thinkers, right? Long-term thinkers being not get rich, kick, squint, uh, uh, get rich, kick, I can't even say the word, get rich, quick schemes. It's a really hard word to say. Uh, but, you know, so it's, it's why you see over and over again, poor people playing the lottery, right? Poor people spend a lot of money at the casinos. Um, you don't see Warren Buffett at the casinos. You don't see Ray Dalio at the casinos, right? You don't see Mark Zuckerberg or uh, you know, Jeff Bezos or all those people like playing the lottery and be at the casinos because that's a short-term thinking mindset. Uh, you know, Amazon, as an example, Amazon became Amazon because Jeff Bezos was very long-term. They didn't make a profit for, you know, a couple decades because he kept reinvesting the money back into the company to gain their long-term competitive advantage, right? And if you read any Warren Buffett book, he talks about what's the long-term competitive advantage. He wants to buy and hold with a time frame for forever. And so um, money is attracted to long-term thinking or thinkers, right? Faith, right? Faith only in good. Going back to what I was saying, you go look at any entrepreneur, anybody who, is, who uh, has wealth, there were multiple time periods in their life where the circumstances and facts that were in their face appeared to say, this is not going to work. And they persisted through those, you know, false illusions and had faith in a good future. Uh, disciplined vision. You know, there are uh, money. Money wants a disciplined vision, right? Money is not attracted to uh you know, uh, thinking that is like sporadic all over the place, right? Can't, you know, uh, can't focus. Um, it wants this vision, this, it goes from vision to vision to vision to vision to vision. That's why meditation is important. Meditation calms your mind and allows you to stay focused on, um, to stay focused. And so, uh, a, a disciplined vision is what money is attracted to. Uh, freedom, right? Freedom. Uh, money wants to be free. Money does not want to be restricted. Money does not want to be controlled, right? Money wants to be free. Uh, patience and persistence, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Like nobody gets money uh, without being patient and persistent. Um, composure. Composure is the opposite of desperation. You know, so the reason why the rich get richer and the poor gets poor is the poor... Uh, and I'm not, this is not a judgment. I'm not making it. I'm talking about a mindset of poor, right? A mindset of poor feels the need for money, right? De need, you know, desperation of, you know, wealthy don't feel the need for money because they, because they have it. So, if, so if you don't have the money in the current moment, you have to erase the feeling of need and feel you have it. So you remove desperation and you have composure, right? So, um, so 
you got to eliminate the mindset first before you get the money. Um, and that's why the folks that maybe are born with the money, it's easier for them to get money because it's like they don't feel they need it. And it's like that weird conundrum, right? It's like dating. You know, like nobody wants the needy mate. You know, they want a confident, composed mate that that doesn't need them, which makes the other person want them. It's just a weird, just a weird way that we're wired. Uh, enthusiasm, right? Money is attracted to enthusiasm, right? Enthusiasm is like, is like good feeling expressed, right? Excitement, right? Money, money, money is enthusiastic. You, it maybe a different word might be passion, right? Money flows to passion. You know, everybody who I've met who is 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 has a lot of money and is happy happy with their money is passionate about what they do to make money. I talked to my buddy last night. He was like, he was like, man, I I can't explain it. I just love making money. Like, I don't love the money. Like, like I don't care. Like, I don't really, I don't spend a lot. So that's not what I love. I just love the process of making money. I, said, I completely understand what you're saying because everybody who who has money feels the same way. Um, in some aspect of they have some passion, you know, for for their process, right? Wisdom, money is attracted to wisdom. Wisdom is right thinking, right thinking appropriately, uh, disciplined thinking, um, and then receptivity is one of the last ones. And there's there's more, but I'm giving you the major ones. Receptivity to the natural flow of life, right? Meaning, life is like water, right? Meaning, life is always changing, right? The appearance of stagnation is not real. Like nothing is ever stagnant, right? Even our body, which appears to be, you know, solid, is not really solid. It's just particles vibrating at a very fast pace, which appears to be solid. But everything's always in motion, right? And so um, uh, receptivity to change is basically saying like, don't be a dam, like a dam for the flow of life. Right. Being open to change attracts money because like if you're if, you, if you're a dam, money can't flow through to you. And so um, money also like repels the opposite. So take all those principles, go back and re-listen to them. And if you're doing the opposite, you're repelling, you're repelling money. And, and, and so I'm going to give you some short applications for like how you spot it. So because if you can if, if you if you can spot that in other things or people. And then, you know, they have the Midas touch and those are going to be great investments. So I look at Bitcoin, for example, you look at all the attributes of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is free, right? Bitcoin is um, long term because you have to be a long term thinker to understand Bitcoin. Uh, there's a very disciplined vision around Bitcoin in the community. Uh, you got to be patient and persistent to hold it. Everybody's learning that, <laughs> you know, currently composure. Um, there's lots of enthusiasm in the, in the community. Uh, wisdom, wisdom of how they designed it from a monetary stand, standpoint. I don't want to explain that in this podcast, but if you understand how monetary systems are set up, right, that Bitcoin is the wisest system set up to man up to this point. And then, uh, Bitcoin has, is, is, Bitcoin is change. So, you know, it embodies, uh, receptivity to the current system. And you give an exact opposite. Ethereum, not so much, right? Ethereum checks some of the boxes, but the biggest box it doesn't check is, is freedom because it's controlled by the top, right? And and their vision is not clear. They've changed what Ethereum is multiple times since it's been around, and so it misses a lot of the things that will that will have money flow to it 
um, in a long period of time. It, it doesn't mean that it won't like people, things can change. People can change. But, in you know, in the current uh, uh, review of Ethereum, it's is is not disciplined enough in its vision. Right. And it's not free enough because it's too controlled by a few people. And so it does not take the box from me. The U.S. dollar uh, is, is a terrible long term investment, you know, just from a standpoint, like if you held dollars, you know, for the last 20 years. Right. Inflation killed you. Right. Because because fiat currency at its core is is inflationary, which means it loses you know, value over time. And the dollar has been exponentially losing value, um, you know, as of late. Uh, and. It's very controlled, as we're finding out. Um, uh, and is, is they're not the people that control it um, are not proven to be receptive to to change, right? And so, for a whole and and people are are losing. Le- they're not getting more faith in the dollar every year. They're getting less faith in the dollar every year. So it it doesn't check a lot of boxes. The yuan Chinese yuan checks less boxes, right? But we'll go to companies. Apple, pretty obvious. You know, I don't got to explain their Pretty obvious they check all the boxes. Apple stock, Tesla stock, pretty obvious to check, check all the box. Uh, look up, read a book on Google and Amazon strategies, and then you'll understand. Yeah, they check all the, they check all the boxes. And so I use this criteria uh, for asset classes, for management teams, for working with people, um, and like I mentioned, you can use this for de- for dating because these principles attract really anything you want: money, relationships, good friends, love. Um, they are, uh, what, what, what do you call it? Uh, domain, not domain specific, right? They're domain agnostic. You can apply them in any domain of life and they work. And so the, the other part that makes it r- really easy is once you sow these attributes into yourself, right? I call them sowing, in, sowing them into your soul to where they're a part of you. You don't have to think consciously about them. They're a part of who you are. Then it's like, it's like. I call it, you know, if 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 I, I had a buddy one time, uh, and we were at like this conference, and it was the financial industry, so it was just a bunch of white people, um, and I was one of the few black people, which is cool. Like that's just normal. I don't even think about it. And so I passed by a couple of black people, and we passed on the sidewalk, and we we nodded, we nodded, and he pulled me aside. He said, "Man, look, every black person you see here, like." Y'all say hi to each other. Do y'all know each other? And I was like, no, nah, I never met the dude in my life. Why? Well, how do y'all say hi? I was like, man, it's kind of like like if you were an American and you went like to the Middle East and then you saw other Americans, you would like you would nod and say hi because you recognize other Americans, right? And I said, uh, so, so that's that's an analogy of like once you sow those attributes into your soul, then it's easy to spot them. You don't even got to think about it. Like you're just like, ah, makes sense. I see myself, you know, I see myself in this person, in this asset class, in this investment. And then that's when the Midas touch has like taken you over and it's just a part of your soul. Right. And so hope this helps somebody Uh, until next week. uh, Have a good week. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com 
forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.